what has 50 teeth and is about to be a guest on our show. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so excited for this. Sweet Pea the Possum. So our pal Kimmy uh, opened mic to us a couple weeks ago, and she said that she rescued a baby possum from the side of the road. And I was like, you rescued a who, what, from where? And um, she talked about how she rescued this possum, and she got in touch with a local possum rescue, which at that point, Kelly, I don't know. I've learned a lot of things about things in my time on this planet. <laughs> possum rescues were not something I thought about. Or not something no. that I knew existed. And what I kind of made fun of her because she's just an incredible human who pulls over on the side of the road to save a possum, like maybe a dog or a cat, but like nice big heart that she goes and saves a possum. And then she met Karen Brace, who has probably an even bigger heart because she runs Awesome Possums, the best name ever, Animal Rescue. And um, we had to get her on the phone. She joins us this morning with a special guest named Sweet Pea. Uh, because we just had to figure out like what's going on there. And so Karen shared how she got involved with rescuing animals like possums. Basically, I am a licensed wildlife rehabilitator, and I started that about 10 years ago. I'm licensed through the state of Virginia, and I started working with squirrels, groundhogs, and bunnies. And then three years ago, somebody brought me a box of baby possums because they don't usually just come in ones or twos. Moms can have up to 13, so it's not unusual to get eight, nine, 12, 14 possums in one batch. People find them when they get hit on the side of the road, um, and then they, they check the pouch and bring me the babies. So that was pretty much the beginning of my love affair with, uh, with possums. And, I, and first of all, is, is Sweet Pea your guest? Is that is Sweet Pea purring, growling, cooing? What's happening there? She is just sort of snuggled in. Um, her nose gets cold, apparently. So she likes to hide her little nose. She uh, isn't really doing much of anything. They're pretty quiet animals. She's just hanging out. Do possums like bite or scratch or claw or they just they seem like very domesticated to me i would have never thought of that that's a great question people tend to think that they're vicious aggressive animals because generally when people see them they're in you know your your garbage can or your garage and you approach them they puff up they hiss they show their 50 extremely razor sharp teeth so they definitely can bite but what most people don't realize is that they're actually really docile animals. They want to be left alone. They want to just forage for food and do what they're going to do. Um, they're not, you know, looking to, to cause problems. So they're actually pretty docile. Now, anything with 50 teeth obviously can bite, but they, they generally don't. They don't make much of a noise. They don't have a smell. They're actually very cat-like. Um, if, if they're not eating or sleeping, they spend their time grooming. Now, uh, I wanted to just note, you came into our world. Uh, our, one of our favorite people on the planet, Kimmy, uh, told us, you may remember on the show a, a little mm -hmm. bit ago, that she found a possum on the side of the road. And we're like, of course you did. And then she's like, and then I found the possum rescue. And we're like, of course you did. Of course you did. Um, and that's why we're talking to you this morning, because Kelly and I were so, we didn't think of that as a thing that happens. Um, do you get that from a lot of people when they're like, you're rehabilitating wildlife like when you talk about it on the macro scale totally makes sense why it should happen but right. it, it, do you constantly just surprise people in your life all the time 
Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, people think, oh, you wild rescue wildlife. People think about um, hawks, eagles, owls, foxes, bears. You know, the the sexy animals. Um, and that's why I love doing education with possums. Sweet pea is one of five education possums that I have. Get a little face up there. And it, you know, people have these preconceived notions about possums. Again, they're vicious, they're aggressive, they're dirty, they're disease ridden. Um, you know, they're going to kill your kids, all, all of these things. They carry rabies, all of these things that are just not true about possums. So I love doing education with them because the first time that somebody reaches out and pets them and feels how soft they are and sees their, you know, their little faces and their little fingers and learns about them. I don't think you can really look into the, look directly into the eyes of any animal and not, you know, not understand it, not want to learn more about it. So it's, it's definitely, fun. Uh, I have a, a big guy, Stuart, who is the, the most well-known in the Fredericksburg area. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a big dude. And I love just taking him places randomly. We'll show up at PetSmart or Petco or Lowe's or, you know, one of the restaurants where you can bring pets. And uh, just the expression is, is fabulous. So with Sleepy and Stuart, those are your like pets? You're, those are not going to be released back into the wild? Or what do you do? I mean, how do you figure out which ones you keep and which ones kind of go back in the wild? Because Sweet Pea is like loving life sitting there being petted. <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, on a cold winter night, how Sweet Pea is going to do going back into the wild. Right. As, that's a great question also. As a wildlife rehabilitator, the goal is always get them back out into the wild. That's what we do why we do what we do is we take in orphan injured animals and then rehabilitate them so that they can go back into the wild occasionally something happens where they are not able to be released in stewart's case he can't be released because he has no hip sockets which is just a congenital type thing. He can walk, he can run, he can climb. He doesn't because he's lazy, but he can. But we don't want him going back into the wild to kind of perpetuate those sort of wonky genes. Um, you know, he would be at a disadvantage when he's got to forage for food and, um, and things like that. Sweet Pea cannot go back into the wild. She actually came to me from Spotsylvania County Animal Control over the summer with a litter of 13. Uh, she was number 14, which is amazing in itself because moms only have 13 nipples. So how this one particular mom was carrying around 14 babies is a bit of a mystery itself. But on occasion, that's 700 teeth, by the way. <laughs> it's a lot of teeth. <laughs> Never thought of it like that. It is a lot of teeth. So every now and then, um, one possum in a litter will be a jerk to the other ones. And I had never seen it happen until this year. And what happened with Sweet Pea, I'll see if I can show you, is one of her siblings chewed off her tail. <laughs> so she is my and the other female i have is a little nubby butt as well i love my little nubby butt girls so their tails are prehensile 
Um, so they use them as a fifth limb in the wild. They use them to carry things. They use them for balance. Uh, so if she, and I'm sure it happens in the wild. So if she was to go back into the wild, she wouldn't be able to make herself, you know, gather bedding and nesting materials. She wouldn't be able to make herself a, a nice warm bed, um, or a little, uh, hi baby girl, a little place to uh, to raise her baby. She wouldn't be able to use it for balance when they, they climb on trees. People think that they, they sleep hanging from their tails, that's a myth, but they do use them to grip things and for balance. So that's why she is not releasable. And she's also ridiculously friendly at this point. I knew from a, when she was really young that she obviously wasn't gonna be releasable, so I've spent a lot of time carrying her around in, in my shirt, getting her to bond with me, getting her used to people, getting pet. Um, so I use her for small programs right now with only just a few people because she is just getting used to being, you know, oohed and odd and adored. It's it's a rough life if you're <laughs> if you're an education possum here at Awesome Possums. Karen, what do you feed possums? Dog food, cat food. Garbage, what do you think possums? Well, I try to keep their diet pretty close in as much as possible to what they would get in the wild. So they get fruits, vegetables. Uh, of course, I give them high quality dog and cat food, um, but because they are pampered, they get yogurt, which is great for the calcium. Possums need uh, a higher calcium require, have a higher calcium requirement than a lot of other wild animals. So um, again, you know, fruits, vegetables, they do get frozen mice, uh, which grosses a lot of people out, but in the wild, that's what they would be eating. I uh, purchase cockroaches online. Not many people go out of their way to, yeah, right? To um, acquire cockroaches. Like it's great. <laughs> no, no there's, there's actually cockroach breeders out there. There's mealworm breeders, yeah. I, uh, there's, you know, people that obviously raise mice and rats and things like that. There's this whole undercurrent that you, you just have no idea how weird my life has gotten in the last three years. Um, so, you know, they get a variety of things like us. They get tired of eating the same thing. The, the nice thing about possums is they are omnivores. I call them everything avores. So they get, you know, the occasional little uh, cheese ravioli treat. They love dried fruit. I get them uh, vegetable chips, you know, the dried beets. And they, it's, it's fun to watch them experiment and see. They have their, their likes and their dislikes. Stuart will not eat a carrot. I don't care what you do to it. He will not eat it. Um, one of... Uh, this little girl, well, she loves everything. Her roaches, I think, are her favorite. If you dip them in yogurt, even better. Okay. So they all have their likes and their dislikes, and their personalities are really funny. And, and people don't don't realize that they they have. I mean, all animals have personalities. Karen, how do you raise money? Uh, I do. Um, well, I charge a program fee. So when we go to schools, community groups, businesses. 
um, things like that. I do charge a program fee for an hour presentation. I have a bunch of crazy, crazy fun things that I sell at different events, like uh, Stuart and I are going to be at the Fredericksburg Pet Show coming up the November 14th and 15th down here in, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So I'll have my mugs and mouse pads and prints and um, T-shirts. I have a bunch of crazy animal-related socks that I sell, just all different sorts of things. I work with um, a lady on Etsy who crochets me possum scarves and little uh, crocheted possums. Um, and I, in the spring, it's great. I have people who will either make monetary donations or they will you know, give me gift cards to Walmart or the local grocery stores. I have people that will bring me um, a variety of different things. And uh, I'm also affiliated with a wildlife rescue in Northern Virginia. And so I take some animals from them because I don't, I still do bunnies and squirrels, not just possums. So um, I have a, a wide variety of, of things. Um, I'm doing a fundraiser right now called Operation Possum Palace. I'm getting a, uh, our education family got a little out of control this year. I went from just Stuart and Bobby Sue to Stuart, Bobby Sue, Sweet Pea came along and Bruiser and Uncle Fester. So we went from two to five in a season, which is a little crazy. My husband's not thrilled about it. But um, in order to, they're really susceptible to cold in the winter. So I don't like to leave my guys out in outdoor cages during the winter, even though they're, you know, they're big, beautiful cages. So I started Operation Possum Palace to raise money to get a 12 by 20 barn that will be insulated and finished. So uh, Bruiser and Uncle Fester and Sweet Pea will have uh, a place to go for the winter. Uh, it'll have indoor outdoor access. They use possums love to run on those big four foot tall cat wheels. So once we get the barn, build the barn, insulate the barn, then of course we have to furnish the barn. So if you go on um, Awesome Possums on Facebook, it's Possums with a Z, um, you'll see the you'll see the fundraiser. So long answer to your short question, but Kelly, I wanted to get back to you on a question that you asked that I didn't actually answer. Are they pets? No, it is illegal in the state of Virginia and most states to have wild animals as pets. So uh, obviously I have a license as a wildlife rehabilitator in order to have and display education animals. I also had to get a uh, permit through the state of Virginia and a federal license through the U.S. Department of Agriculture in order to be able to do education programs with them. So good question. I just realized I did not answer that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I've covered a lot of work because you just covered a lot of ground. And I did, sorry. <laughs> I, have one I cram as much as possible in in my 20 minutes. And this may be the most educational thing we've done on the show in quite some time. Aww. Take that, NPR. Haha. <laughs> um, but I have one final question for you. Mm -hmm. are, are things like Tiger King, right, where we mm -hmm. see like Carol Baskin who has like a quote-unquote animal rescue, is that is that sort of stuff helpful for what you do to like just shine a bigger light mm. on on rescuing animals or clearly it was kind of a sideshow so does that does that make what you do harder when people think about the work you're doing versus what we've seen on like reality shows about big animals and wild animals that's a 
That's a really good question. I've never actually been asked that before. I've never really thought about it. Obviously, the more exposure to, you know, teaching people that there are animal rescues out there is is most important. So in a general, you know, in a broad term, um, just letting people know that there are animal rescues out there obviously is helpful. Uh, it is sort of a sideshow. Um, I had several people recommend, oh, you got to watch Tiger King. I personally couldn't get into it. it was, I, I don't, I don't deal. I don't deal well with with the drama and the the reality shows. So it's it's personally not for me. I know there's people out there that love it, but I don't like anything that makes them seem. Dis, despite the fact that I'm you know cuddling a possum right now, um, you know they're not pets. They are still uh, wild animals. Uh, one of you had mentioned the fact that they, I think it was Kelly, that she seems pretty domestic. There's a difference we have to keep in mind between domesticated animals, which means that they have been tame essentially for, you know, hundreds of years. Possums are not domestic. They may be tame like Sweet Pea and my other education animals. Um, but they're certainly not domestic animals. And you know, to me, it's all about how the animal is, is treated. You know, is Tiger King educational? I think it's more exploitive. That's, That's just me. Yeah, I, think I think there's a lot of words you can call Tiger King, but education is a stretch. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, education to me is the wildlife programs. I'm a sucker for all of those emergency vet programs on Nat Geo and Animal Planet and all of that. To me, that's education. I know there's some rescue programs and things out there. So, um, you know, anything that I guess the word I was looking for is anything that sensationalizes animals, um, you know, and feeds on the drama that is it's not really about the animals it's about crazy people doing things with animals so uh, i was hedging a little bit because you know i don't want the hate mail oh i love tiger king and you're horrible but um you know it's just i'm i'm more about using the animals for education uh, my husband says i pimp my possums i say i market my marsupials tomato <laughs> tomato um but it's, it's about the education for me. And your husband has less to worry about with seven little possums versus seven tigers. I'm not saying Carol Baskin killed her husband. I'm just saying if she did, <laughs> possums would be a way harder way to do it. I don't know, Tommy. They do have a lot of teeth. They do. <laughs> and they, they do eat carrion. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but I would definitely need more than the five that I have currently. Um, although I have this year alone taken in um, over just about 170 animals total. About 120 of those were possums. Wow. So at one point I had 35 juvenile possum. I think they probably could have done the job. <laughs> Nothing eats like a juvenile possum. It's I've always insane. said that. <laughs> it's insane. So yeah. Karen Braze from Awesome Possums with a Z. Check them out on Facebook. Hopefully you can support her efforts. And thank you to Sweet Pea for being our special guest today too.